Welcome everyone to Take the Lead. I'm your host, William Plisky. <laughs> and I'm John O'Halloran. Folks at home, how are you today? And John, what sport is probably already going to be canceled this year? I won't be surprised if it's baseball. Because how many games didn't get played yesterday? It was like 20% of them. Yup. That's a lot. If you say the number of games, three. It doesn't sound like that much, but no. But it's ten percent of the, that's twenty percent of the games. But uh, speaking about the coronavirus, I think there's like eighteen or nineteen Marlins players that were tested positive for Insanity. it. Insanity. And uh, MLB Commissioner Avra Manford told uh, MLBPA uh, Executive Director Tony Clark on Friday that the sport doesn't do a better job of managing the coronavirus. It could shut down the season. Do you think the MLB will do a um a bubble, or do you think it's too late now? Too late. Yeah, because they have to. In just the past five days, there's been more than a dozen postponements on or schedule shifts affecting eight different teams. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Let's see. Sunday, no games postponed. Monday, uh, Yankees and Phillies and Orioles and Marlins. Tuesday, Yankees, Phillies, Orioles, Marlins. Wednesday, Phillies, Yankees, Orioles, Marlins. Replacement game, Yankees at Orioles. Thursday, Phillies at Yankees, Orioles at Marlins. Uh, Replacement game, Yankees at Orioles. And Friday, postponed games, Cardinals at Brewers, Phillies at Blue Jays, Nationals at Marlins. Uh, Weekend games already postponed, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh... Phillies at Blue Jays and Nationals at Marlins. I definitely, f- I, I said at the beginning, I don't think the season is going to last more than sixty games. Yeah, um, the Marlins have twenty positive tests, eighteen by players, and uh, two players of the Cardinals tested positive. So, I mean, the Marlins did go to strip bars. Yeah, they had gentlemen's club. Was it a gentlemen's club? And bars. Yep. I just thought bars. Because they're irresponsible. I know this is not <laughs> basketball, but since we're talking about gentlemen, gentlemen clubs, uh, Lou Williams went to a gentleman club to go grab dinner. That's what his excuse. I went to go get dinner. That's why I left. Yeah, okay. He wanted to see some uh, boobies. John, we're not even three minutes into the episode, and you're throwing out boobs. Sorry. It's fine. Whatever. Saturday, we're getting loose. The week's over. But uh, I don't know if you heard this. Yeah, MLB Union uh, agreed to make a uh, double headers seven innings uh, long during uh, twenty twenty season. That makes sense, just like the minor leagues. Yep, uh, at least double A. Ken Rosenthal was a uh, one that reported uh, MLB Union uh, making progress on a deal that would allow for double headers, double headers, on consisting of two seven inning games. Source tells uh, me, and well, I'm not reading that part will be for the 2020 season only. Parties believe more doubleheaders will be necessary as schedule is adjusted. Oh, 100%. Still weird to think that the Marlins CEO is Derek Jeter. Well, I was talking about that at work, and some guy was like, where do you think Derek Jeter is? I was like, probably in a yacht on an island right now. Yep. But this this interests me. Because you know how obviously there's extra inning games? So what's going to happen if the game's at bottom seven? And the game's 3-3. Are they just going to say, all right, I guess it's going to be a tie? Well, they have the extra inning thing. 
now. With oh, yeah, the double got, they got in second. All right, so, so they could do that. hopefully wouldn't go past the ninth anyway. Yeah. The Marlins had their first positive test result on opening day. That was like, what, a week ago now, two weeks ago? Yeah. Don't go to the Dredman's Club. I know you want to see dancers Jorge and Alfaro. naked women. It's all his fault. He started Never. it. It's all your fault. It's all your fault. Want to know a timeline from what happened between then and Monday? I would love to. I don't know why it says Monday because today's Saturday, but it's okay. Whatever. It's, well, I mean, you do work overnight. I guess so. next. No, Monday hasn't happened yet. Maybe it has. We just don't know. No, because it lists up until Friday, but it says Monday. So I guess they're continuing to update the article, I guess. Anyways. Uh, Jorge Alfaro tests positive and misses opener. No other Marlins had positive results. Sunday, three other players, including scheduled starter Jose Urena, reportedly test positive. Urena is scratched from a Sunday start. The rest of the team learns about the positive test, but decides to play Sunday's game as scheduled. The Marlins do not travel home as scheduled after winning the series finale at Citizens Bank Park. Instead, the team stays in Philly and awaits another round of test results. I almost threw in the word shots just because they went to bars as a joke. That would have been a good one. <laughs> uh, Monday, July 27th, another round of testing shows a full-blown outbreak for the Marlins. 11 players test positive, and reportedly at least 14 total team members are positive. Or know what they could do since Marlins are not a good team? They're not going to be competitive. What? They just could say to the Marlins, you know what? You've you, you just, you're, you're just done this season? Yeah, 18 players. We don't want you to spread it. Go enjoy uh, rest. Boot. Go enjoy rest of the time with your family. Yeah. Uh, MLB postpones Monday's Marlins Monday night home opener versus the Orioles in Miami, and the team stays quarantined in Philly. Tuesday, four more players test positive. The Marlins remain quarantined. One player who had tested positive now tested negative. The league issued a press release announcing the Marlins aren't going to play until Monday, August third. That's where the Monday comes into play. Um, July 29th, another Miami player test positive per Ken Rosenthal. That brings the team total to 18 positive, 16 players, and two coaches. There's what, 25 guys? No, yeah, 25 guys on a roster for baseball, right? I think they upped it for the short season, maybe. That's a lot of people. Uh, Miami's opening day starter, Sandy Alcantara, among the players to test positive. Uh, Thursday. What? He's probably at the strip club. Yeah, Thursday, another Marlins player test positive. Now that brings the team total to 19 cases, 17 players, two coaches, although one of the coaches has since tested negative. The Phillies received two positive tests in their latest round of COVID-19 testing. No players tested positive, but one member from the coaching staff and one member of the home clubhouse staff tested positive. The Phillies canceled the workout activities, and soon after, the Phillies Blue Jays, Phillies Blue Jays three-game series was postponed. Friday, another Marlins player test positive. Uh, ESPN reports that Marlins are acquiring sleeper buses to take infected players and personnel back to Miami. The healthy remainder of the team will embark on a road trip. So, over under 47%. Baseball season ends. Over. I just had Way to pick over. A, I had to pick a random number. I couldn't just put Way a whole number. Way over. What would you put it at? 74 74 70, or 70, 74 or 75. They have to. Not 69. Okay, 69%, baby. <laughs> Woo! Wow, seven minutes in. We already mentioned titties in the 69. Nice. 
Um, <laughs> what else you have for baseball? Joe Kelly. Love steering him. it up. I love him. Suspended eight games. That's ridiculous. Uh, he threw uh, pitchers near the heads of uh, Alex Bradbury and Carlos Correa and then taunted Correa, which uh, that was so fun. Sticking <laughs> his tongue out. It was great. Uh, he was spending eight games. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts was suspended one game. Uh, manager uh, Astro. Yeah, Dave uh, Roberts suspended one game. Uh, Astros. He got, he got less of a suspension when he plunked a guy on the Yankees. Remember? Red Sox, Yankees. I'm trying to remember. It was the day we came back from WrestleMania because Bobby and I went to the game. Oh, yeah, yep, yep. With the, the benches clearing yep. brawl. He got suspended six games. Yep. I think that was it anyways. Or he just threw it, and then he got suspended at a different time. Yeah. But do you remember what he did one time during his last suspension? He bought a ticket to the n- oh, to that's the game right. And that's right. In the audience. That's right. <laughs> uh, Astros manager uh, Dusty Baker was also fined. Uh, Kelly will appeal uh, suspension. Um, MLB reads a statement. Now this is pretty long, but. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher Joe Kelly has received an A-game suspension for his actions in the bottom of the sixth inning of a Tuesday night's game against the Houston Astros at Minute Maid Ballpark. Uh, Kelly, who previously been suspended in his career for uh, intentionally throwing a pitch in the ear of the head of Alex Bregman and later taunted uh, Carlos Correa. Bregman deserved it. Yep, which led to benches clearing. Uh, Chris Young, Major League Baseball Senior Vice President of Baseball Operations. That's a pretty big title to hold. Oh, yeah. Made <laughs> the announcement in addition. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. already read that. Suspended for a game. Uh, Kelly's suspension has been scheduled to begin uh, tonight. I know when this article is released. Uh, when the Dodgers will continue the series in Houston. However, Kelly has been elected to appeal. Uh, this discipline will be held until the progress is complete. Um, you know, I don't. This is kind of irritating. I mean, Joe Kelly is one of the hardest throwing pitchers in baseball. He's one of the hardest men in baseball too. Yep. Like. I don't know, it just perceives toughness on the mound. Do you remember? Uh, um, I think it was after he threw that wild pitch that went over Bregman's head. He yawned, remember? Yes. <laughs> it was great. Um, it shows he's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, Kelly uh, nearly hit Bregman in the sixth inning with the 3-0 pitch near the head. Um, he almost hit Curry with the curveball. This kind of irritates me. One, Joe Kelly shouldn't be throwing the ball at people's heads. I know he's trying to get the Astros back for what they did. Um, he got eight games. How many player? How many players got suspended on the Astros for what for 2017? Zero. Zero. So obviously MLB is trying to protect the Astros. Oh, 100 percent. This is dumb. I think. Here's a crazy conspiracy theory for you. COVID, MLB's fault. They didn't want everyone booing the Astros. And we'll be planted it. Will, you're on to something. No, I'm not. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Dodgers will play Houston again on Wednesday. uh, I don't want to read that part. Uh, The two teams are scheduled to meet twice uh, again this season, September 12th and 13th in L.A. Um, It just irritates me that, you know, a team that cheated to win a World Series, not just to win a World Series, but throughout the whole season, no players get fined. No players get suspended by Joe Kelly. Get suspended eight games, and yes, throwing at players' head should not be allowed. But I mean, Alex Bregman, uh, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa—they should have been suspended for their involvement. Oh yeah, 
But um, I mean, their their manager did get fired, so I guess they kind of did get punished, but not completely. Say that one more time. Um, their uh, the manager and GM both got fired, if I remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But but I mean, that's that's still not you did. Suspend the mother effers. They cheated. Want to know who they should have suspended? Who? All Astros trash cans. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for the 2020 season, the Houston Astros have decided that they will no longer have trash cans available in their dugout. Speaking about this, Rob Manfred came out. Uh, Rob Murphy can punish MLB players for sign stealing. Now you, now you, now you decide to, to come out and make this a rule. Um, That's dumb. Now everyone faces potential suspensions, and the rules continue uh, to put the emphasis on the manager and general manager. It is the responsibility of the club's top baseball op- operations and official and field manager to ensure that all players. Baseball operations staffs and field staff understand the requirements. There is no uh, present length of punishment for players who violate the rules. Um, Percents will develop over time, but this off-season's happenings are not uh, considered automatic baselines, uh, not for players at least. Uh, as we all know, both the Red Sox and the Astros players involved in sign-stealing schemes were granted uh, immunity in exchange for honest and uh, information. Then uh, Manfred said in February, I understand when people say players should be punished. I understand why they feel that way. If I was in a world uh, where I could have found all the facts without uh, granting immunity, I would have done that. If you look at the faces of the Houston players as they uh, been out there public addressing the situation, they've been hurt by this. Well, if they're hurt by this, then why do they cheat in the first place? Exactly. Just... You cheat, gotta face the punishment. But they got no punishment. I know. But they did get a hundred mile fastball right near the head. That's their punishment. Some might s- some might like. say. Ready? Yep. It was deserved. It was only a matter of time before someone threw out their head. Yep. That's just a fact. Should have happened in April, but COVID. Or March, because the season was supposed to start. Oh yeah. But can't see what I'm doing. I'm doing a big shrug. <laughs> I'd start. Yeah. One eyewitness account. <laughs> now, folks, in order to have a credible news story, you have to have three eyewitness accounts corroborate a story. Do you believe John's eyewitness testimony? Because I could be lying. And my own personal explanation of me doing a giant shrug? Because we could be lying. You guys don't even know. Yeah. Maybe this was planned before the show that at 15 minutes in, I was going to fake a shrug you never know only you can decide only we know the truth mm-hmm. you guys don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> i feel like the more we do this just the more relaxed we get you we never know <laughs> we don't know but we don't even know what we're doing will could be shannon sharp i, sh- I could be skip chef i could be uh skip bayless and you won't even know no, I think it's all with the voice. Yeah, John can be in the living room. I can be in the kitchen, not even looking at each other. You guys don't know. Yeah, I did buy these twelve thousand foot long 
XLR cables. Or worse, I, I don't be dro- mean to. <laughs> or worse, I could be dropping a Mondo Nuke and you guys don't even know. Or we're in a confined closet forced to do this. Yep. And we're like back to back and we're not even looking at each other. But it was just like, we could be forced to do this. Guys, you went to the grocery store. Come save us. Oh, my God. You got any more baseball? No, I only had that. What the heck do you want to jump to now? Um, Let's see. We'll just go along my tabs, and I think I have basketball next. As soon as my computer decides to load. All right. I, I know which one I clicked on. Um, Jonathan Isaac. He, on Friday, uh, was the lone man of the Magic game to stand for the National Anthem. There was also a Bucks player that did it, too. Uh, I, I said for the Magic game. Yeah, but I was saying I there was a Bucks player that did it, too. Yeah, okay. Um, television broadcast showed Isaac standing as players and coaches from both teams as well as referees took a knee during the playing of the National Anthem. Um, he explained his position on Friday ahead of the game versus the Nets. Uh, saying that he doesn't think putting that shirt on and kneeling went hand-in-hand in hand supporting black lives. For me, black lives are supported through the gospel. All lives are supported through the gospel, he said. We all have things that we do wrong, and sometimes it gets to a place where we're pointing fingers at whose wrong is worse uh, or whose wrong is seen. So I feel like the Bible tells us that we all fall short of God's glory. That will help bring us closer together and get past skin color and get past anything that's on the surface and doesn't really get into the hearts of men and women. Social media's observers questioned why he chose to abstain from the league-wide protest. I'm very curious about, and will be patient for, Jonathan's explanation here, tweeted basketball writer Dane Moore. Standing for the anthem was one thing, but seeming to be intentional about it, about not wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt? I don't know, man. Um, another user said, drag me, I don't care. What Jonathan Isaac did was his right to do. I lost no respect for him and still respect him for who he is. If a player stands or kneels, I could care less. All right, mini rant. The phrase is, I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. Not, I could care less. That means you do care at least a little. And, and those are the wise yeah. words of Weird Al. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. The word crimes parody? Yep. <laughs> that means you do care at least a little. <laughs> All right. Continuing. Um, the owners of the Magic, the DeVos family, released a statement in support of the players' pregame protest on Friday. The statement did not allude to Isaac's deci- decision to stand. Um, Every player kneeled for the NBA's reopening games. Last night, every NBA player who restarted at least 2020 season kneeled during the National Anthem while wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. Moments before tip-off on Thursday, players of the Pelicans and Jazz, joined by coaches and game officials, all took a knee. Lakers and Clippers followed suit. Yeah. Um, Basically. Silver said, I respect our team's unified act of peaceful protest for social justice, and under these unique circumstances, will not enforce our longstanding rule requiring standing during the playing of our national anthem. I... You can go now. I can breathe. I respect what Jonathan Isaac did. I already said how I feel about no kneeling during the national anthem. I know what these players are trying to do. But I just don't want to say something that's going to offend one of our listeners. I don't want to say something that's going to offend anybody. Um, 
I know I appreciate I, I think he did the right thing. Um there's ways to express yourself and personally in my opinion, I don't think kneeling for the national anthem is the way to do it. No, I've had family members serve in the military and that's just something I wouldn't do. Uh Noble brought up the article this story last week, a baseball player. The difference between MLB and the NBA was MLB did it before the national anthem. I thought the players were doing it during. If I remember correctly, I think it was before for baseball. All right. But still, it's kind of, it's the same message, just different timing. I don't know, I just I'm I'm not I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm I'm not a big fan of the kneeling. I haven't been since people have been doing this way back when the NFL started doing it years ago and I'm I don't know. But I, I like what he did. I mean, I, I respect his decision. Mm-hmm. And I respect, I mean, I just, it's this is tough to talk about. Sorry, I just took a bite of cereal. I thought you had more. You know, you also could respect what the players kneeling are trying to do, trying to get with their point across, but I just think there's ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, use, sol- use social media. Use your platform. You're an athlete. You're well known. Mm-hmm. And people don't know who Le- people don't watch sports know who LeBron James is. Well, ho- hopefully. Yeah, and like, I listened to Tim Pool. I don't know if you know who he is, but he make. I, th- I don't know if I- I'll show you him later. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about like um, the kneeling in sports and stuff, and he was saying like. He's not even a big sports guy, but he'll go to a sports bar with some friends, watch the game while he has some wings. Yeah. And he's like, I'm there to, because he talks about politics and reads the news like mm-hmm. all day for work. So he's like, I go there not to talk about politics. So then like bringing politics into sports is like, he's not a fan. Yeah. It's even though he's not even the biggest sports person. And I just, I agree with that. You can't, I, people said that where I work, don't bring politics into sports. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just some things don't collide. I don't know if this fully collides. Mm-hmm. If, if I don't know if that's the, even the right word. Yeah, coincides. That's the word I was looking for. Coincides. Um, Oklahoma lawmaker threatens tax penalties for Thunder if players kneel during national anthem. That's big. Did you ever think something like that would happen? No. I find it funny, right? The. Uh, Games aren't even happening in Oklahoma, so I don't even understand what jurisdiction he has. He really just because doesn't. the teams is there. The thing, okay, so the Roberts, the uh, Republican representative, I think that's what REP stands for. Um, anyways, he says, uh, if the Oklahoma City Thunder leadership and players follow the current trend of the NBA by kneeling during the national anthem prior to Saturday's game, Perhaps we need to re-examine the significant tax benefits the state of Oklahoma granted the Oklahoma City Thunder organization when they came to Oklahoma. I mean, but they're not. That's big. I mean, they're not there though. But I mean. Well, but the team is is from Oklahoma. Yeah. So I guess it'd be just like more taxes for tickets and games there. Yeah, whenever I mean that starts back up. They probably looked at and said, "I can pay that." Yeah. I don't know, just Robert says kneeling will destroy families. What? What? 
Oh, um, by kneeling during the playing of the national anthem, the NBA and its players are showing disrespect to the American flag and all it stands for. Roberts wrote, "This anti-patriotic act makes clear the NBA support of Black Lives Matter group and its goal of defunding our nation's police, its ties to Marxism, and its efforts to destroy nuclear families." Uh, I mean, that n- nuclear families part was on the Black Lives Matter organization website at one point. Yes. And, but then they removed it. All right. I think they're just upset they got caught about that. But I don't know. I see so much stuff. Like, I don't even under really understand what they want to accomplish anymore. Like, I see defund the police. Okay, that means stop funding the police. It's like, no, we just want some reallocated. But then there's other articles like, oh, yeah, we mean abolish the police. And then it's just... <laughs> they <laughs> they got rid of all the minority um, characters on food. Yes, they did. <laughs> I, like... I don't know, I'm just lost at what they're trying to do. I, I mean, am. like, I got what they're c- trying to come from, but by going after Aunt Jemima and, like, Uncle Ben's and whatever. But it's just like, okay, now you're just removing POC from food. Yep. <laughs> I saw a video. It was just, like, it said uh, Black Lives Matter whitewashed grocery stores. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, both sides aren't wrong, I guess. True. I'm just confused right now. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Hopefully, all you gotta get cleared up for me one day. <laughs> um, hit us with something. Tom Thibodeau is back as a head coach for the New York Knicks. Interesting. This is their tenth. Uh, he will become the tenth full-time coach this century for the Knicks. That's a lot of coaches. Um, he said this is a dream job come true for me. Thibodeau uh, sent our Zoom conference call. Uh, this is my dream job. Maybe part of it, I grew up in Connecticut. My family, my f- uh, my father, my family, we grew up as Knicks fans. I think I experienced it during the 90s. There's no better place to be in Madden Square Garden. Uh, and I, and so I love the challenge. I love the city. I love the arena. I love the fans. And I'm excited about the uh, about the team. Uh, he has coached the Chicago Bulls, the uh, Tim Wolfs. His, his uh, Chicago teams are really good. Uh, reaching the playoffs uh, each of his five seasons and uh, rightly finishing near the top of the league in defense. His most as Minnesota uh, tenure was less successful, however. Jimmy Butler demanded a trade in young studs, Carlton Towns, and Andrew Wiggins. Uh, s- staggered. I don't know how, a, how becoming a Knicks head coach could be a dream job. I mean, I want to pull something up right here. Um, so before the COVID happened, they were 21 and 45. Uh, last year they were, I think they were 17 and 65, 29 and 53, 2016, 17, they were 31 and 51, uh, 15, 16, they were 32 and 50. Uh, the year before that, they were uh, 17 and 65, uh, 37 and f- uh, 45. The last winning season was in 2012 and 2013. Jesus. They were 54 and 28. I don't know why. 54? <laughs> Hold on. 
54 and 28, followed by what six, seven seasons of losing records. Yep, 37, <laughs> Jesus 37 45, 17, and was, 65. Um, was 2012, 2013 like the first year they had Anthony and Stoudemire? Oh, let me check. Um, I don't know, it just sounds right, you know. I think they had. I'm just gonna look up Carmelo Anthony. He was on him in. I thought that trade was in 2009. That it happened. could have been. I could be wrong. I just guessed. It just sounded right. Yep. So he became a Nick into the 2010 season because he got traded. Okay. So they had a couple seasons of Anthony and Stoudemire with winning records. Yes. And the 54 and 28 team. Uh, Carmel Anthony, uh, Earl Barron, don't know who that is. Marcus Canby, Tyson Chandler, uh, Jason Kidd was on that team. Um, J.R. Smith was on that team. Uh, yep, uh, Myers Sardimer, Rasheed Wallace. Jesus, I didn't know he was on that team. So the last time the Knicks were competitive was the 2012-2013 season. Long time ago. No, it's, so Tom Thibodeau thinks he's going to come in and change the Knicks. Because if I was a basketball coach and someone said, hey, John, do you want to coach the Knicks? I'd be like, sure. Are you doing drugs, pal? Look at the look at from 2014 up until 2019. We'll give you 10 mil a year. Okay. That was easy. <laughs> um, nope. Still can't get over it. It's been that long since they've had a winning record. Sorry, I'm, I, I remember those Knicks teams. They were good. And now they sucked. Wow, they're bad. That's a that is so bad. I'm pretty sure the uh have the most losses in NBA history. I might not I might might be wrong. What the worst record of all time? Yeah. Most losses. Um terrible record to have. Yep. Maybe you can turn them around, but I highly doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> Over or under fifty in the next five years. The Nets will uh the Knicks will have a winning record. Five years total, or just at least once in the next five. Once years. in the next five years, I'll say ninety percent. Just once, they'll be like forty-three and forty-one. Nothing special. They'll make the playoffs and lose first round. But maybe not. They'd be like a sixth seed in the East with that record. You could be a third seed and have go thirty-seven, forty-five <laughs> no, in the no, East. No, 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 no. Third seed would have like forty-eight wins. Okay, that'd be nice then. Um, this is the pretty. Bucks will have like eighty-seven. People will ask how that's even possible. It's just like, <laughs> it's the Bucks. Yep. It's like, yeah, okay, yep. I get it. Giannis, sometimes he's just so good, they put two wins in the column. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty freaking good. Imagine it's just like you have a short NBA season next year. It's like, to get to 82 games, if your team wins by double digits, you get two wins. <laughs> That'd be so weird if they actually did that. <laughs> and if you lose by 10, you get two losses. That'd be weird. <laughs> um, or just make it outrageous. If you win by 30, you just get an extra win in your yeah, win, yeah, yeah, win yeah. column. It's like really incentivized, incentivized going after the bad teams. Poor bad teams. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. You had to beat up on the bad teams. Uh, and but we were half a game out from a playoff spot, and we needed it. <laughs> yep. We couldn't tie for eighth. We needed to get ahead. <laughs> 
Uh, NBAPA director uh, Michelle Roberts says league may uh, need to play uh, twenty twenty one season inside a bubble, which I've, I definitely agree. Um, if tomorrow looks like today, I don't know uh, how we s- uh, say we can do it. Definitely, if tomorrow looks like today, and today we all knowledge. Well, that's a lot. Um, this is not Michelle talking. This is a league together with the uh, PA and our uh, a lot of reading and uh, experts saying this is uh, the way we do it. Then it's going to have to be done uh, the way to do it. I'm not. I'm not in the Trump camp and believing it's all going to go away in two weeks, which... Nobody is. Did he? I don't think he ever even said that, but... Uh, no, there are so many people, right, that are saying, like, when Trump said early on, it's like, oh, there's only a few cases, then it's just going to be like, poof. It's yeah. Like, he never said that. But... Sorry for all that Trump, part. Trump is just over-exaggerating his hopes. Yeah. And sorry for all the uh, political stuff today. I did not know this was going to be an article. Hey, it is what it is, my yeah, man. But it I'm, is what it is. But I'm praying, praying that there will be a different set of uh, circumstances that will allow us to play in a different way. But because I don't know, we all know is what I know now. Ooh. What? I don't know what you all lost I me. know is what I know now. Wait, all I know is what I know right now? And this is what she said, but because I don't know, all I know is what I know now. That makes sense. There's just a lot of no's in there. So maybe if the bubble is the way to play, then that is likely going to be the way we play next season if uh, if things are made the way they are. You want to know how we get rid of the virus? Mandatory two-week lockdown for everyone. Can't leave your house. Give everyone notice. Mm-hmm. Like, one week, get all the food you need yep. for two weeks. I got stuff to entertain two, me. Two and a half, three weeks lockdown in your house yeah and then add a little top priorities on there no one has to pay rent no one has mm-hmm. to pay their mortgages you'll still have to pay your electric bill yeah but if this virus is just a two-week thing it should be gone no one's gonna follow that no <laughs> but i mean in a perfect world if you had a country of maybe like seven hundred fifty thousand to a million people, it could potentially work. Yes, but we're the United States of America. We, we have three hundred and thirty million people we're in this country. Listen. There is no way that the people in Florida are going to listen to that. Unless and yes, I did single single out the state of Florida. <laughs> Unless you do what Italy did, they had uh, in other countries like Spain. They had uh, their policemen, the military. Uh, Spain's getting streets. worse again. It is with the co- with COVID. Yeah, Every, a, lot, a lot of places are. Uh, back in March and April, they had um, military. They had policemen. Yeah, I remember. So if someone leaves a house, they can be like, "Turn around, get back in right now." And if they I'll don't, shoot you. I'm just kidding. Jesus. No, we're we're not in a political state to talk about police brutality right now. That's a I joke. If someone leaves a house, I say, "Turn around, get back in." If that person refuses, boom, we get arrested because beanbag to the ankle. Well, <laughs> no violence. What? It was a beanbag. <laughs> Did I say from a gun? It's better than getting teabagged. <laughs> no, you just take one of those cornhole beanbags and you just whip it at their ankles. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's like, just it's just like, get back inside, get back inside, <laughs> get back inside. <laughs> but no, they're just like doing a little like hobby bit trying yep. to get hit. 
I uh, I like the bubble. It's working. Uh, NBA it's working for the NBA. NBA has had zero cases. The WNBA has had zero cases. The main difference between the NBA and like the NFL and the MLB space. Yes. For the NBA, you have ni- you need ninety six feet across and like what fifty, f- not even f- like forty feet. Yeah. The other way? Mm-hmm. That is so little space that you need compared to a football field where you need not where you need a uh, three hundred yards by fifty five yards. Mm-hmm. What three hundred yards? One hundred yards. I meant to I meant to say three hundred feet. It's all right. Got stumbled on my words. And then baseball, where you just have giant ass stadiums. If uh you can find like a baseball park with those dimensions that doesn't have like a big Mm-hmm. seating arrangements then you're fine yeah but those ones are just more difficult because you can put a basketball court anywhere you can't put a football field anywhere nope or a baseball field nope it's just i don't know i just think it's easier for the nba to be a bubble compared to other sports i think they should do the bubble up until next season because i mean like you said i think that uh quarantine for two weeks is smart shut everything down it is but it's not gonna happen no if if Trump said that, Democrats wouldn't be happy. If Democrats said that, uh, all these anti-masks maskers wouldn't like it. Yep. And yes, in my opinion, anti-maskers are the new anti-vaxxers, and I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, I don't have to wear a mask. I'm like, the sooner you wear one, the sooner you don't. Yeah. But that's just my point of view on it. <laughs> just... Put a mask on. It, exactly. It's not like you're going to have to wear a mask the rest of your life. True. <laughs> What's three months out of your life with a mask if everyone does it? Mm-hmm. That's why I like New Hampshire. We're good with it. Yep. Last I checked, we had less than 700 current cases. But yep. And I checked like two weeks ago, so I don't know what it's at now. Yeah. I'm curious. Read your next story. Basketball. I got no more, but I got oh, football. I have, I have one more basketball. Oh, you do? J. Cole, <laughs> training to become an NBA player. Apparently, seriously, according to Master P, who did it himself in the 90s. Um, J. Cole. Oh, read that paragraph, yeah. Um, it's going to be kind of tough. No. He's, he's 35 years old. Going to yep. be 36 in January. So if he wants this, he probably should start doing it now. Well, he is. he already is doing it. Oh, um, I mean, all right. The 35-year-old recently hooked up with Master P for a Puma commercial where it strongly insinuated that Cole is training for a shot with an NBA team, which makes sense since P basically did the same thing back in the day. There's a paragraph in here where they this is good. Um, oh, uh, first, let's talk J. Cole. The No Role Models rapper was a solid hooper back in high school and famously tried out for St. John's during his stint in college, but ultimately decided to focus on music. So he's got the basketball history. I just see the dreads flowing through the court. Um, Cole is a regular on the celebrity basketball circuit and is widely known as one of the best non-pro celebrity ballers in the country. I know he is, but I don't listen to his music. So Yeah, basically. Like, Master P had earned an NBA contract with two different teams in the 90s. I think one of them was the Raptors. Yeah, probably. So he knows what it takes to get to the top level. 
So it's just like, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. Uh, bottom line, P says if Cole does get an opportunity, he's going to have to show out. He played f uh, Master P. Either you're good enough to play or you're going to get exposed. It was the uh, Raptors and uh, Hornets for Master P. Raptors and the Hornets? Yep. Hold on. My computer's not loading this, so I'm just going to check my phone because there was a video attached of J. Cole playing basketball. Let me just watch this for a second. Oh, that was a nasty shot. I mean, it looks like he's got some skills. Yeah. Is that J. J. Cole destroying NBA players in pickup game? He's got range. He's got that G. Now is wet like water. Hey. Hey, question for you. Yep. <laughs> what does the J stand for in J. Cole? John. It stands for Jimmer Range. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening 41 minutes in, you got to hear that bad joke. That was a good one. All right, football time? Yes. Antonio Brown suspended for eight games, not even on a team. No, but uh, if he does sign, he will have, have to. Suspend. Yes. Yep. But uh, that's just funny. It's not even on teams. Like, yeah, here's your suspension. I thought this Take man. I thought this man retired last week. Now he's back again. Yeah, how are you gonna suspend a retired player? It's uh, um. Brown's agent Ed. Oh my. Uh, Wawalski wrote in a statement post on Twitter that the wide receiver will not play the suspension. He's excited to uh, resume his outstanding football career and looking forward to playing in 2020. Um, Brown pleaded to no uh, contest on June 12th to charges related to a fight with a moving truck. I remember that story. I do too. Is that when you threw the bag of wieners at the... Uh, Probably. I think I, think I remember so, yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I rem that was January. We definitely talked about it. Yep. Hey, John. We're approaching a year. Of the podcast? Yeah. We got to have like a, kind of a pizza party. I'm, I'm scrolling in the app real quick, seeing... How what see what date was the first upload so we can have a proper celebration. Uh, the Do you want uh, the official announcement upload or the first episode upload? Uh, probably the first up would make more sense. September eighth. Wow! Please be a Saturday. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> Shoot! Damn. <laughs> um, we'll figure it out. We'll do something big on the sixth. That's right, a Sunday. That's fine with me. Fifth. <laughs> um, he's 32, which that's all for football. Yeah, is Antonio Brown? Um, I got a phone call, folks. Taking it. Hello. Uh, yes, it is. I'm good. <laughs> no, what was that? I'm sorry. All right, yeah, I'm good. All right, I'm ready.
You good? Sorry for this delay. We're just letting John have his phone call. I'm not going to cut this out. Mm. I don't even care. I'll just talk. Antonio Brown, he's a piece of crap. Um, I'm trying not to disrupt this phone call either. Uh, let's see. Let's read my article. And my computer's freezing up. He's still facing investigations into accusations that he sexually assaulted in 2017. Um, under the terms of the NFL suspension, Brown will have to participate in a counseling and treatment program. Any additional violations of the NFL's personal conduct policy will likely result in more dis- significant discipline, probably a year suspension, ter- termination from his contract. Uh, he's not appealing a suspension, which makes sense. He's not even on the team. Uh, unrestricted free agent signed with any team. If he is signed before the start of the regular season, he could take part in the club's preseason activities, would start his suspension on September 5th and could return to the team's eighth game. After the team's eighth game. If he's unsigned, he'd be eligible to play after the... W- okay, so he doesn't have to sign to serve. It's just eight weeks of this season, regardless. Um, yeah, once he got traded to Oakland, it just kind of downhill for him. Wish he stayed in New England. He would have helped us. We could have won the Super Bowl. And then Tom Brady might have stayed in New England. And we'd win the Super Bowl again this year. Patrick Mahomes wouldn't be in the dynasty. Um, Used social media to document domestic disputes with the mother of his children, during which police were called to his house. Brown was arrested and charged with burglary, battery, and criminal mischief in late January after a dispute with a moving company employee over pay. He pleaded no contest and received two years probation with no travel restrictions. So that's if he wanted to play, he could because he has no travel restrictions. Um, He worked out with Various teams in Seattle with Haskins, or Washington's quarterback Haskins, Seattle's quarterback Wilson, Jackson with the Ravens, uh, who this week publicly lobbied for the team to sign Brown. Uh, Brown's cousin Marquise Brown was a standout rookie receiver for the team in the 2019 season. That'd be a deadly threat, Marquise and Antonio Brown. But good luck with the Ravens handling the Antonio Brown mess. Since 2014, when the NFL was heavily criticized for the uneven way it handled domestic violence accusations against its players, the league has sought to strengthen its investigation department, adding former prosecutions and specialists in sexual abuse. The league no longer relies exclusively on the findings of law enforcement to determine whether to suspend a player. Uh, in other cases, the league suspended players that either are charged with domestic abuse, sexual assault, and other violent crimes. Then the lawsuit says on May 20. 2018, <laughs> Brown forced her into bed, pushed her face in the mattress, and "quote unquote" forcibly raped her. Um, Patriots, who said in a statement that they strongly condemned domestic violence, owed Brown a nine million dollars signing bonus that was reportedly reduced to five million after a settlement. Or right, sorry, folks. John was having car issues. Yeah, it's time to get a new car. That guy just told me it's going to be two thousand dollars to f- almost fix everything. He told me then almost a thousand dollars to fix the AC. Jesus. If anyone wants a 2008 Kia Rio, come on down. $2,000. Jesus. Can you drive without an AC, though? Yeah, but it's going to be like a sauna. Roll your windows down and blast some music, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and sorry about that. As long that. as it gets you from point A to point B, if it's going to cost that much, I recommend just saving up and getting a new car. 
Yeah, screw it. Um, but Antonio, no car, man, no car payments is the way to get rich. Financial right. advice: forty minutes eight and forty-eight minutes into a sports podcast. Yeah, whatever. Leave me alone. Blowing up. All right. Um, I just read the history of Antonio Brown, so I had to miss it. I got listen to it. I, I work said out. that uh, he and Marquise Brown on the Ravens would be a dynamic duo. Oh, so you had that one. Uh, Lamar Jackson was lobbying the. Um, yeah, I I read basically entire New York Times article about it while you were there. All right. There was no conversation by myself, so I was literally just reading it word for word. It's all right. It was it was a weird thing. I wish that guy didn't call me at the time, but um. You're a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. Dante Hightower, I'm sure you heard. Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung among uh, Patriots electing to opt out for 2020 Yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, this is a huge loss for the Patriots. <coughs> Tank. When I went to the um, drop off <coughs> my car, I went to drop off my car uh, this morning. The guy made a good point. Bill Belichick is. Hey, Siri. How old is Bill Belichick? 64. Bill Belichick is 68 years old. That's close. It's almost 69. When's his birthday? Uh, April 16th. Um, right, so he turned 68 this year. Because he's 68, and this virus is not good for people that age. Correct. So someone made a good point. The guy made a good point at the car dealership that said, Bill Belichick is going to take this year off, hand it off to um, Josh McDaniels, because this all the the losses won't affect Bill Belichick, <laughs> so that way they can tank for Trevor Lawrence, and Bill Belichick can come back next year, and uh, beat Don Shula's all-time winning record. Boom. I shouldn't made that up. Logic, but um. Sorry, Jared. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, that long, beautiful blonde hair. Jared Stedham, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, High High Tower has made a fixture. New England's defense since coming into the league in the fr- as a first round pick in 2012. Beast. He's been a st- oh, I I like him. He's been a star essentially upon stepping into the NFL and total 71 tackles, 5.5 sacks, and four passes uh, defended in 2019. The 30-year-old and his fiance had welcomed a baby back in mid-July, and noted to Ian Rappaport that they're just more concerned with the family's health of our family than football. Um, Cannon, who entering his 10th season in the NFL, has been with the uh, Patriots since being selected in the fifth round of the uh, 2011 draft out of uh, TCU. The third two-year-old uh, would third two would have been a higher selector that year, but was diagnosed with a non-Hopkins uh, lymphoma, which I understand why Marcus Cannon Hightower doing it, because Marcus Cannon had cancer in the pre-draft workout. Um, other players who were uh, opted out was, uh, I don't know how to say this name, Yadoni uh, Jacustis, uh, Justin Hearn, and uh, backup running back Corey Cunningham. Um, I'm pretty sure Brandon Bolden also. Yep, Brandon Bolden also opted out. Is yeah. this a tank yet for the Patriots? Unintentionally. Because, you know, then when they brought Cam Newton in, I'm like, oh, wow, this team's actually going to be good. Now you're seeing all these players opt out, and Dante Hightower is probably, I would say with Tom Brady being gone now, with Dante Hightower is probably the, f- uh, you could say Julian Edelman. Dante Hightower is probably the face of the franchise. Uh, he's probably the best player on defense. I know you can say Stephon Gilmore, but I think Hightower is a guy that you look at the Patriots defense and you see he's the one that, um, is the one who's the uh, 
captain of the defense, as you could say. Um, this is a big loss for the Patriots. Uh, I don't know who they have to replace Dante Hightower. I know they're they've they got a rookie they could put in if they can make a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I heard, a reason why Dante Hightower is doing this, is to um, is because I don't think he wants to play under Bill Belichick anymore. And I don't know with I think this is his last contract year for the Patriots. I don't know if it will count since he's not playing if you become a free agent because I don't know how that works. I think this year is a, new, a unique year for contracts like that. Yes. Because I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how it would work. It's, I, don't, I don't know. It's interesting. It is, it is definitely interesting to think about. I just... I don't even have an opinion just because it's just like, what's the right answer? Yeah. Give him $50,000 to survive the year. <laughs> it's like, hey, come back next yep. year. Or just like, uh, you didn't play your final season. I guess here's your money. Mm-hmm. Here's another contract. Like, I mean, I'm sure they'd love to have those guys back because they're yeah. great players. But it's just like. Usually, the last year of a contract is when you show up yes. to get the deal. It's just like, the unsure, like, you took a year off. It's like, you won't get as good of a deal if that ends up being, like, mm-hmm. if that year counts. So, it's just, like, weird. You got any more? Uh, I have one more tab. I don't remember what it is. Once my computer decides to load, that'd be fantabulous. Oh, yeah, um... If they did an NFL bubble, D.C. would be a great area. Three stadiums within 40 miles. Yeah. Or L.A., three stadiums there as well. Definitely But then, remember, if they changed the criteria, you can add three more while they list four more. (laughs) The article is not loading. Um, It just loaded, but it's taking forever, so I'm not going to read it. That's basically the premise. It's... If they did an, ML bu- an NFL bubble, the best place would be the Baltimore, D.C. area. Yeah. Because they have FedEx Field, where the Washington football team plays, uh, M- M&T Bank Stadium, where the Ravens play, and Capital One Field at Maryland Stadium, where the University of Maryland mm-hmm. plays. And then change the criteria a bit. You got Audi Field, where D.C. United plays, Nats Park, where the Nationals play, Oriole Park. At Camden Yards, where the Orioles play, and Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, where the Naval Academy plays in Maryland. So it's a lot of ballparks. That it's a lot of yeah. options for that area if they decided to do a bubble. Just the tricky part would be the practice. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. They've released the top 100 players. Patrick Mahomes ranked yep. number four. Okay. And a lot of people are having Hissy a problem fits. with that. Huh? Hissy fits. He fits at number four, you think? What? You think he fits at number four? No. No? Oh, I realized I wasn't next to my mic. No, I said they were having hissy fits. Oh, hissy fits. Do you know who... Because you wanted to guess who the top three were in front of him. Dak Prescott. No, just kidding. <laughs> we, we don't like Dak Prescott on this show. I want to take a dump on that list if he was number one. Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady was up in the high teens, I believe. Um, this is l- the season that just happened. I know. 
Lamar Jackson? Yep, Lamar Jackson was number one. Um, Give me the positions. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Christian McCaffrey? He was number six. Damn it. Um, Ezekiel Elliott? I forget what he was at. Um, Saquon Barkley? I forget what he was at. You want me to give you the... Uh, yeah, just give me positions. Uh, number two was a quarterback. Okay. And number three? Um, I have to look up his position. Um, I think it's a quarterback. Two quarterbacks better than Pastor Mahomes. One's Lamar Jackson. It's not Jared Goff. It's not uh, Carson The other one's Lentz. defensive tackle. Number three is defensive, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle? Yep. J.J. Watt? Nope. Oh, um, I have, is he on the Seahawks? He's, he's on a team. Uh, well, I'm talking about, just to be clear, we're talking about the defensive tackle here. He's not on the Seahawks, but he's in the division of the Seahawks. I don't know the division, the Seahawks division off the top of my head. That doesn't help me. Um, his team was in the Super Bowl two years ago. Two against years Patri- ago against the Patriots. Okay. Um. Oh, Aaron Donald. Yep. I was thinking of um the guy who was on the Texans. Oh yeah. Uh, Clowney. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, okay, then number two is a quarterback. Uh, let's just go through all the quarterbacks. I said Tom Brady. It's not Carson Wentz. It's Should not Dak Prescott. Sorry, it's not Carson Wentz. It's okay. Um, it's not Jared Goff. Yeesh. Russell Wilson. Yep. And um, I think because uh, these ballots come out in November, and players vote one to twenty, and fifty percent of uh, players voted this year. And uh, if it came out in November, that's when Patrick Mahomes hurt his knee. Uh, and at the time, it was Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. I'm hella confused. These b- the top it took them I- 10 months to release this information? <laughs> well, players do 1 to 20, then I think it's like, I don't know if it's GMs or executives that do 1 to 100. Yeah, but you said they did it in November. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, it's like it's two August. months in. It's August. That's nine months. Oh, no, s- then, um... I, I think Patrick Horn should have been number one for a number of reasons. Uh, the if play, it was done after the Super Bowl, yes. Uh, Chiefs came back down three times at, uh, after being down by double digits and that win by double digits. Uh, averaged 300 yards of passing yards in three games. Had 10 interceptions, 10 touchdowns, sorry, not 10 interceptions. Two touchdowns, a QB rating of 89. Um, then I got their stats from the season. Uh, Lamar Jackson had 36 touchdowns of the league, uh, six interceptions, sixth among all rushers with 1,206 yards. Um, he had th- uh, 3,127 passing yards. His QB rating was uh, 113.3. He completed 66.08% uh, of his passes. Uh, his attempts were 401 to 265 completions. Uh, Russell Wilson, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions, completed uh, 66 Point zero nine percent of his uh, passes, uh, passing yards four thousand one hundred and ten. QB rating of one hundred and six point three. His attempts were five hundred sixteen for three hundred forty one. 
than Patrick Mahomes. Uh, definitely a drop-off season from when he had 50 touchdowns due to uh, no being injured. Um, 26 touchdowns to five interceptions, 4,031 uh, yards, QB rating of 105.3, completed 65.91% of his passes. His attempts was uh, 484 to 319. Um, if Patrick Holmes didn't miss those two games, I personally think he'd be number one. Um, I don't like how the NFL released those ballots. I think it should be from week one all the way to the end of the Super Bowl, and he would have been um, – Patrick Holmes would have been the number one quarterback. But, no, you can't knock what Lamar Jackson did this past season. He had an incredible season, um, as well as Russell Wilson. At one point, I thought Russell Wilson was going to be the MVP of the season until Lamar Jackson pulled away. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Patrick Holmes being number four. I, well, I think he deserves to be number one, but at the time, when he got, got hurt, just – Yeah, yeah. Then he came back from injury against the Titans – uh, defense that shut down Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Uh, when he came back from that in the knee injury, he threw, uh, I think it was four, 467 yards and four touchdowns. Um, but no, all three, all four of these guys are good. Uh, I like Lamar Jackson, uh, Russ Wilson I like, Patrick Mahomes I like. Um, I'll take any of those three quarterbacks to be on my team since Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. <laughs> um, <laughs> But you just, I mean, you just can't knock what these three guys have done this season. But I just think you just can't count from when those ballots went out in November up until whenever. It should be all season. I think Patrick Mahomes should have been number one. He also finished number four when he won his MVP uh, last year. Now, I mean, if you want to say two years ago. Maybe Patrick Mahomes should just change his number to number four at this rate. <laughs> then I, he'll end up being number one quarterback. Yeah, I'd be like, well, damn. But uh, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, he's having a good, I mean, life so far. 23 Super Bowl champions, uh, Super Bowl MVP, league MVP. Now he's part owner of the Chiefs. I mean, not the Chiefs, the, uh, the, uh, Royals. the Royals. The Royals. 24 years old, I was working at Walmart. 24 years old, I am working at Walmart. <laughs> this guy is a partner of the Royals. He's a damn good quarterback. MVP, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Just got $500 million for 10 years. New dynasty. In 10 years, I'm going to be probably at my job still miserable. Just kidding. If anyone that works with me is listening, I love you guys. Uh, we're an hour and three minutes. If anyone was working with you, they'd probably get annoyed by your voice by now. That's <laughs> that's okay. People, my, my coworkers probably feel the same way I mean, about that's, my voice. That's true. They hear enough of it over the course of the night. But um, that's all I got, folks at home. That's all folks I got as well. John, where can they find you on this beautiful Saturday? You guys can find my Instagram at John O'Hallen. Only 15. today. He's changing it tomorrow. Yes, I I'm am. I'm just You can follow me on Twitter at underbar John, underbar O'Halloran. Will, where they can find you on the interweb? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at William Closey. You can follow the show on both Twitter and Instagram at TTLPod. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred listening platform. Share it to friends and family and coworkers and whoever you know. And we... Catch you on the flip side. Bye.